0: Let's bow our heads and begin with prayer dear heavenly father we again ask your blessing upon us tonight as we read and study your word we pray that as we look at the conclusion of of saint paul's letter to the colossians that we would see how you have blessed your church and how you use people to carry out that blessing we Pray your guidance, your direction, that you would strengthen and keep us in the faith, all for the sake of our Lord Jesus. Amen. And just kind of as a review of, I will have to to mute microphones probably here. There we go. I think... Uh, just as kind of a way of review of, of of the letter you know paul wrote this letter while he's in prison hello are you did you ask something okay uh, paul wrote this letter while he was in prison and he writes to the colossians or the believers in Colossae, who had come to faith in christ not through the preaching of paul but through uh the preaching of another one sent by paul we talked about epaphras uh, and his preaching of the gospel there and paul the main message of this book is that they are complete in the lord jesus christ and they don't need to listen to those who would try to lead them away from the true gospel and tell them that they needed to be circumcised they needed to keep the ceremonial or worship laws of the Jews or that they needed to follow other human traditions and things in order to be acceptable to God and so Paul points out that you know in Jesus Christ is the fullness of God he is God the son in human flesh and he is the one who atoned for our sins and paid the price that we might be complete in him and so we're to hold fast to to our Lord Jesus and he even talks about circumcision he said you know why would you need to be circumcised because you've been circumcised uh, with a circumcision made without hands when you were baptized into jesus baptized into christ because you were joined to jesus in his death and in his resurrection your sins and your sinful nature were crucified on the cross in jesus and as jesus was raised to uh, a new life in you know, ascended to God the Father. So we are raised up from spiritual darkness and death to new life, to faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and a new life uh, to be lived for the Lord God. And so we don't need to worry about such things as observing the Sabbath day or eating certain foods or following certain traditions in order to be more pleasing to God because we are complete in the Lord Jesus. And so we follow our Lord Jesus and trust in him, and then we seek to uh, obey God's commandments, the things that he commanded, as Paul uh, lays them out toward the end of this letter. And tonight in chapter four, uh, we had talked about masters and servants uh, last time, and, and we talked about, walking in wisdom toward those who are outside the church, redeeming the time, uh, letting our speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, so that we can give an answer to every person who questions, you know, what it is we believe and why we believe, why we live the way we live. And so we are to uh, be very winsome in our speech toward others, in order that they might, you know, be curious enough to want to learn about Jesus Christ and what he has done for them, that it might open a door to speak the gospel. And where we take off tonight at verse 7 in chapter 4, here we are at the end of the letter where Paul shares uh, comments uh, and greetings from other believers who are with him and extends believers and directives to believers who are there in Colossae and so he begins in verse 7 by saying all my state which is to saying you know everything that's going on with me shall Tychicus declare unto you who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. And so the first one mentioned here is Tychicus, who will come, you know, Paul didn't write down everything that's going on with him in prison or how his case is progressing uh, in his appeal to Caesar. Uh, But he said Tychicus would explain all that when he came. And so Tychicus is one of the people who, uh, carried this letter to the, to the from the apostle Paul to the church uh, in Colossae, and notice he calls Tychicus a beloved brother, a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. So he's he's a faithful minister and probably teacher, preacher of God's word. He's a fellow servant in the Lord, and Paul sends him that he might share what is going on with him as well as know what's going on with them and comfort them with God's word. And tonight, uh, if you can kind of follow along, I wanted to show you a little bit more uh, about Tychicus and one of the ways that you can do that. uh, And it's really easy with uh, online uh, Bibles. Uh, Many of them have a search feature like Uh, If you can see this little magnifying glass up here, uh, I'm going to highlight Tychicus down here and uh, go up here and we'll do a a search, which search this book is, we'll be searching uh, the Bible that I'm using here and see if I can bring up his name. And so it brings up, Uh, several references uh, to Tychicus. Uh, Another one is in Ephesians and if you remember I said that it's very likely that Paul wrote the letter to the Ephesians at the same time and they are carried by uh, Tychicus uh, to both uh, the Ephesians who would be on closer to the seacoast at the Aegean Sea on the Uh, west side of Asia Minor, the west side of modern-day Turkey, Uh, but here uh, he says in Ephesians, uh, it gives a page number, but I don't know that I want to go to the the page number, but I will, I think I can find it here in Ephesians, Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, at verse 21, it says, But that ye also may know my affairs and how I do, Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all things, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that ye might know our affairs and that he might comfort your hearts. So, very similar to what he says in Ephesians 4, verse 7. In Second Timothy, uh, another mention is made of Tychicus, and let me find that reference for you. In Second Timothy, chapter four, uh, he mentions that he has sent Tychicus to Ephesus. And so it's very likely that uh, when, you know, Paul's writing here to Timothy, he mentions that he sent Tychicus to Ephesus and he was probably uh, at that time carrying the letters to Colossae and to uh, Ephesus. Let me, Let me see if I can mute it for you. Uh, It doesn't want to let me mute it. Okay. Are you still hearing me? Okay. All right. Anyway, in uh, the book of Titus... Uh, well, this is just a, a mention here in the Bible study notes. Uh, in Acts 20, verse 4, uh, there is a mention here. Uh, when This is when uh, Paul is, uh, let me see if I can find that, says that he departed to go into Macedonia, which is uh, part of Greece. When he had gone over those parts and given them much exhortation, he came into Greece, which would be uh, Macedonia's north, Achaia's in the southern part, and more Greece proper. There he abode three months. uh, And when the Jews laid wait for him as he was about to sail into Syria, he purposed to return through Macedonia. And then it says there accompanied him into Asia, Sopater of Berea, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus, and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby, and Timotheus of Asia, Tychicus, and Trophimus. And so here we have uh, Tychicus as one of those who accompanied Paul uh, on this missionary journey, and we will come to Aristarchus, Aristarchus a little later, that uh, he is of the Thessalonians. Uh, And so Thessalonica uh, would be, again, across the Aegean Sea from from Ephesus uh, in, you know, what is modern day Greece. And so we learn a little bit about Tychicus uh, by doing that uh, little search for for his name. And you can also do this with a, if you have an exhaustive concordance like Strong's or Young's, uh, it's a big book like you know, Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, or even bigger, uh, it has every every word used in the Bible listed separately, and you can look and see, you know, where it's mentioned. So you can look up the name and, and see where it's mentioned. It tells us in verse 9, with Onesimus. So Onesimus was along, and Paul calls him a faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, They shall make known unto you all things which are done here. And so Anezimus is mentioned. Well, this particular Bible, and I'm using uh, the Reformation Heritage Bible. Uh, It's one of the best study Bibles I've I've ever used. Uh, It is is, uh, Reformed theology rather than Lutheran. But uh, I don't know of a a good Lutheran study Bible uh, that uses the King James anymore or even the New King James or uh, one of the other translations that's based on the received text. Uh, I think now there's a study Bible in the English Standard Version uh, that they do. And I, I don't have that one just because I'm not a fan of the English Standard Version. It's a pretty good translation. It's just... Uh, a translation of, uh, the Alexandrian texts, which, uh, are not really, they're, they're not a text which was ever really used in the church. Uh, the, the, the documents were set aside and not used in the church, apparently, uh, rejected and they happen to be old and, uh, Westcott and Hort, uh, got together and they worked up an eclectic text based on these. In other words, they tried to pick and choose the parts from each one uh, to make this text. And that's why I just don't, I don't really favor that text because I believe God has preserved his word and we've had it all along and that the text behind the King James is is a faithful, uh, faithful copy of the original uh, Greek and Hebrew manuscripts. But anyway... Uh, Onesimus uh, here if I this Bible happens to have notes regarding his companion and and it points out that Onesimus was Philemon's slave who was converted to Jesus Christ under Paul's ministry and in fact uh, the book of Philemon is a short letter of the apostle paul written to philemon and in that letter he explains that onesimus who apparently was a slave or servant of philemon and had run away and left uh, possibly was in jail with the apostle paul we don't know exactly how they came into contact but he came to faith in jesus christ and so The apostle paul urges uh, philemon to receive him back not to punish him because the punishment could be death uh not to punish him but to receive him back as a brother in the lord and in fact the apostle paul reminds him you know he said he's been he's been such a help to me such a servant and help to me in my work of spreading the gospel I, i i just wish you would let me continue to Uh, use him for that, that he can continue to be with me and assist me. And Paul reminds Philemon that actually Philemon owed him his very soul because it was through the apostle Paul that Philemon heard of Jesus Christ and came to faith. And so we see here Onesimus uh, traveling with Tychicus, carrying this letter uh, to the church. Uh, Also mentioned in verse 10, and I can go back to Uh, verse 10 is marcus Uh, we skipped over aristicus but we saw that aristicus he calls him a fellow prisoner uh, and greets him so aristicus apparently was also uh, in prison for uh, his witness to the lord jesus christ Uh, and we see that he was from thessalonica so he was from another of the churches uh, that paul had established And then Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas. Uh, If you remember when Paul went on his first missionary journey, he went with Barnabas. And uh, John Mark, uh, who is the Marcus after whom the Gospel of Mark is named, uh, John Mark went with them. But at some point, I can't remember exactly where it was. He went back. He turned back. Uh, and wasn't willing to continue on with them. Uh, maybe the going got pretty rough, and he just wasn't up to it. Uh, we don't know the details, but uh, he was a sister's son to Barnabas. So Barnabas, it would be Barnabas's nephew, uh, and we also find reference to uh, Mark and this connection in the book of Acts. Uh, When Peter is imprisoned, see if I can find that quickly here. And I just looked it up not too long ago, and now I forgot just where it is. But Peter was in prison, and they were praying for him. no no it's not that far back unless you set a chapter before the 19. Yeah, maybe Acts 12, where they're praying and Rhoda comes to the door. That would be about the right place. Yep, that would be it. And in uh, Acts chapter 12, uh, this would be uh, at verse 6 and following when Herod would have brought him forth, I'm talking about Peter, that same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out, and followed him, and wist, or knew not, that it was true, which was done by the angel, but he thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came and came unto the iron gate that leadeth into the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. I mean, they were, Herod was planning to bring him out and kill him. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. Uh, and as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken or to listen, named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad, but she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, it is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they'd opened the door, they saw him and they were astonished. And and it continues on. But uh, the point is here in Jerusalem, uh, John Mark's mother's name is Mary. So this is another Mary who is a sister to Barnabas. And she was hosting uh, a prayer meeting in her home. Uh, and they were praying for Peter that God would deliver him. And then when God did, they weren't ready to believe it, which is kind of like us. You know, we pray for something and when God does it, we we aren't even willing to believe that it's happening. Uh, but anyway, this same uh, John Mark or Marcus is, you know, with the Apostle Paul. And so apparently, uh, well, I, I guess I didn't get to the fact that uh, when Paul went on his second missionary journey. Uh, Barnabas wanted to take John Mark along again, and Paul would not. And so they ended up, you know, they, the dispute between them was so fierce that uh, they ended up splitting up. And uh, Barnabas took Mark with him and went, I think it was the island of Cyprus, and Paul took Silas with him and went went to the churches of Asia. And so they split up actually covered more ground that way but whatever differences there were between paul and marcus uh by this time toward the end of paul's life uh you know that had all been forgiven and forgotten and and they were working together here because uh, marcus is highly commended so it says and marcus sister son to Barnus, touching whom ye received commandments if he come unto you, receive him. And so if Marcus comes to them, comes to the church there, they should receive him uh, as a, you know, a minister of of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we learn a little bit about Marcus there. Uh, And then there is a Jesus, which is called justice, uh, who are of the circumcision. So uh, these that have been mentioned, I think are of, Uh, part of them, at least uh, Marcus and uh, Jesus, who's called Justice, who are of the circumcision. In other words, they are Jewish believers. Uh, We don't know a lot about Jesus called Justice, uh, but Jesus or Yeshua, Joshua, was a very common name among the Jews. And so here he's differentiated from other Joshua's and, of course, from our Lord Jesus Christ by uh, a surname or, a, you know, he's called by the name of Justice. Uh, he says, these are my fellow workers. Only, these only are my fellow workers under the kingdom of God, which have been in comfort to me. And so they, they were accompanying the apostle Paul and helping him out in his uh, missionary endeavors, even while he's in prison. Uh, at verse 12, it mentions Epaphras. Uh, who is one of you, uh, a servant of Christ, he saluteth you or greets you, uh, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. And so Epaphras, and if you remember, in chapter 1 of Colossians, Paul mentions uh, Epaphras, uh, he says at verse 3 uh, that we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and of the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God and truth, as he also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. And so it appears that Epaphras was the one who uh, went to Colossae and preached the gospel to uh, people there, and uh, the result is a group of believers who... Uh, formed a church uh, or a a local congregation. And again, we need to remember that, you know, in the beginning, uh, the believers did not have church buildings. Uh, They might have started out in a synagogue, but once they were rejected there in the synagogue, uh, they would either meet, uh, if they were, You know, sometimes they had other places they could meet, you know, a hall or something like that. But most of the time uh, they met in a home and the pastor uh, was over a small congregation, a small group that met in a home. And then like in Ephesus, there were numerous pastors because they met with the apostle Paul uh, when he was on his way back to Jerusalem. Uh, They went and met with him. Uh, there were numerous pastors in Ephesus. Uh, and it's part of that is because, you know, the churches met in, in homes and, you know, so you didn't have mega churches with, you know, one pastor preaching to hundreds or thousands of people you had, you know, Bible study groups essentially where they read and studied the scriptures and, and prayed together and, and, uh, sang the Psalms together. Uh, it says of Epaphras that he is one of you, so he is of Colossae, and he apparently carried the gospel there uh, as well. He may have heard it at, you know, Ephesus. Uh, that he greets you, and notice it says he's always laboring fervently for you in prayers, and so he's continually, you know, it calls prayer a work here. He's laboring fervently for you in prayers, and then what is he praying? That ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of god and so he's praying that they would not only trust in jesus christ but they they would continue in the will of god that they would uh, grow in their faith you know the bible says you know this is the will of god even your sanctification so he's praying that they continue to trust in christ that they not turn away and that they continue to grow in the faith and be more and more like our Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul says, for I bear him record that he hath a great zeal for you and them that are in Laodicea and them in Herapolis. And Laodicea and Hierapolis are nearby cities or towns and probably also may owe their uh, faith to the preaching of the gospel by Epaphras or others who came with Epaphras and shared the gospel there. And so this is a, you know, nearby towns and they, uh, there, were, there were churches there as well. Uh, then it mentions in verse 14, Luke, the beloved physician. Uh, Luke, uh, of course, is the author of the gospel of Luke and also the author of uh, the book of Acts uh, addressed to Theophilus, Uh, Theophilus, uh, Theos, Theo or Theos is God and Phileo is a lover of God and so his name means he's a lover of God and so some say Theophilus is just a generic name for all those who love God but it appears when you read the book that it is uh, very personal and that this is a letter written to a specific person who is named theophilus and we don't know for sure but some speculate that uh, you know since luke was a physician you know today we think of physicians as those who are wealthy and Uh, independent uh, at least to a degree Uh, but in bible days and under the roman empire the greeks uh, physicians were often slaves or servants of a master because uh, a wealthy person uh, would hire or uh, even take as a slave or have one of his servants trained to be a physician so that they could care for all their ailments. uh, And especially if they had any particular, you know, issues which required continual care, they would have as one of their servants, a physician, I guess, on staff in their homes uh, to care for them and their family. And so it is possible. uh, We don't know for sure, but it's possible that Theophilus was the one who actually, uh, was you know at one time the master uh and that lucas uh worked for him or luke worked for him or was even a servant or slave of him but a physician uh, his greek reveals you know a an education It's a more sophisticated and complex greek than uh for example the gospel of john uh but it's uh Here Luke, the beloved physician, uh, is sending greetings along with Demas. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, do this little search here with with Demas as well, just to show you again, uh, because Demas is kind of an interesting name to study because it appears that Demas... Uh, later turn back uh, And so They were close companions of the Apostle Paul he's listed as uh, Here this would be the listing that's uh, in Colossians uh, But in second Timothy uh, We find that in chapter 4 that demas turned back and so uh, that is kind of disappointing because it's you know second peter chapter two or second timothy rather chapter two is viewed as written very close to uh, the end of paul's life because the apostle paul points out in this letter that he has you know finished his race he's fought the fight and you know now he's ready to ready to die and he says the lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever but it mentions here in chapter 4 verse 10 of 2nd timothy for demas have, have forsaken me having loved this present world and is departed of the thessalonica and so you know we don't know many details and hopefully uh, if he did depart uh, for the wrong reason that he he repented and uh, returned to serving the Lord but uh, anyway he is mentioned here as having departed uh, from the Apostle Paul where in the letter to the Colossians Demas is, with the Apostle Paul and sends greetings. And then he says, "Salute or greet the brethren that which are in Laodicea." Uh, and so they are to share uh, share the letter as well as share the greeting uh, to, with their fellow believers who in, are in nearby town of Laodicea and nymphus and the church which is in his house and so here a man by the name of nymphus is mentioned uh and again doing this little search i don't recall if there's uh, much about nymphus that we can find out as far as mention of him in the bible it might just be here yeah this is the only reference that i know of uh, regarding to Nymphus, however uh, he has a church which meets in his home uh, which should tell us you know i hope that it never comes to you know us needing to sell our building or not having a place to meet but even if even if that should happen and we can't afford to have a church building uh, we can still get together for bible study in people's homes uh, also online and continue to function as a, as a church uh, made up of true believers in the Lord Jesus Christ who gather in homes or, you know, sometimes even gather over the internet. Uh, verse 16, Paul gives a direction here. When this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that ye likewise read the epistle is understood here from Laodicea and so apparently there is an epistle written to the church in Laodicea and the uh, epistle written to the Colossians is to be read in Laodicea and there to read uh, the letter which Paul sent to the church in Laodicea now we don't have a lot of information about the Laodicean church However, in the book of Revelation, uh, the church in Laodicea is mentioned, uh, not in a very good light, but this would be probably 30 or so years later after uh, Paul wrote to them, uh, the book of Revelation is written. And in, in the letter to the Laodiceans, which is in Revelation chapter 3, verse 14, and it's here Jesus is speaking, he says, unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, uh, the angel of the church is, uh, the angel is a messenger, and so it would be the pastor of the church. They were to write, these things saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would, thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, And him set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And so it appears that the church in Laodicea had, in many ways, fallen and become, become, uh, well, you know, it's described as as lukewarm. Uh, They're neither hot nor cold but they're just going on and thinking that every all is well with their soul, that uh, that they are, you know, Christians. It's much like the churches today. People assume all is, is well, and they don't see their sinfulness. They don't see their need to repent, and therefore they do not truly look to Jesus Christ and his cross alone for forgiveness and life. They're just going on confident that they are, You know they they believe and they're doing the right things and they're going to church and therefore they're saved and they don't see their own unbelief their own sins their own need to repent and they don't look to christ for mercy and forgiveness and as a result you know they're lukewarm and uh, jesus is about to spew them out of his mouth however he still loves them as he says you know whomever i love i discipline and so he's calling them to repent. And that's, of course, what he does to churches today. We should never be content with, you know, well, we have we have the word of God. We have our church services on Sunday. Everything's okay. And not see our own sinfulness, our own need to repent, our own need for Jesus Christ continually uh, that so that we, you know, become lukewarm in our faith. And so there is the mention, you know, that this letter should be read to the church in Laodicea. And likewise, the letter to Laodicea should be read uh, to the Colossians. Uh, I mentioned to you, some speculate that the letter to the Ephesians uh, is actually also a letter sent to to, uh, Laodicea. I don't know that there's really much basis for that. It just could be that there's a letter which, you know, became lost. We don't have it in our Bibles. However, we have all we need because God has preserved his word for us, what we need. And, but it also shows the importance of reading, reading the scriptures, in our church services and studying the scriptures and not just scriptures, which are specifically directed to us to study the scriptures for all the churches because we all share the same sinfulness, the same have the same problems. We all need uh, Jesus Christ and his atoning sacrifice on the cross. At verse 17, the Apostle Paul says, and say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord that thou fulfill it and i mentioned archippus a little bit ago uh, but we'll look him up again here so archippus was probably uh, you know a a pastor or an elder in the congregation you know it mentions verse 17 Uh, In the book of Philemon, uh, Archippus uh, is called a fellow soldier, and notice it always it mentions Affia with him. Uh, Some say, and it may be correct. I don't. We don't know for sure that Affia may be his wife. Uh, So, in the book of Philemon. Philemon is only one chapter long, so it's maybe a little harder to find in your Bible, but it's not hard to find things in Philemon. But in verse uh, 2, verse 1 says, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer, and to our beloved Aphia and Archippus, our fellow soldier enter the church in thy house and so the church a church was apparently meeting in the house of philemon as well and archippus is called a fellow soldier which probably means he is a a minister an elder or a teacher in the church and uh, so he is mentioned there and then if you look at the end of uh, the book of philemon which is good evidence that this was sent at the same time Uh, There salute thee, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in in Christ Jesus, Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. Uh, They are laboring with the Apostle Paul uh, there in Rome, even while the Apostle Paul is in, in prison. And for part of Paul's time in prison, when you look at the end of Book of Acts, he was able to rent his own quarters uh, but he was guarded by Roman soldiers, and so people could come and go as they wished. Uh, toward the end of his life, uh, it's thought that he was uh, down in the cells below the street where uh, basically you know they lived in their, they lived in their dung and everything. It was a horrible uh, existence until he was actually put to death and executed. Uh, but so we have uh, Archippus mentioned here. As a fellow soldier and a minister, uh, and so he is a comrade in the preaching of the gospel, a fellow uh, fellow minister, and uh, he is to take heed to the ministry which he had received in the Lord that he fulfil it. And we don't know specifically what that ministry was, but uh, apparently it was clear that God had called him to a certain ministry. Uh, It may have been preaching the gospel there in uh, Colossae. Uh, It may have been some other aspect of the ministry. Uh, But he was to be uh, devoted to fulfilling what God had called him to do, which really says a lot to all of us. You know, God God has something for all of us to do. He has a purpose for each one of us. And he's given gifts to each one of us. And he wants us to fulfill uh, that ministry or that service for him that he has called us to do. And then finally, verse 18, the salutation. And you know, we hear of salutation and we think of the liturgical term, you know, the salutation. But it is a, a greeting. Uh, and in this case, the, the final greeting in the letter uh, the salutation by the hand of me, Paul. And why is this important? Well, it's because Paul apparently dictated his letters and had someone write them down for him as he uh, dictated them. But in order to make it clear that he is actually the author, he is it's really coming from him and not from somebody else claiming to be uh, the Apostle Paul in order to give get authority for what They're saying uh, he, instead of just signing his name to the letter, his signature basically is the final greeting, uh, the final word. Sometimes it's a blessing that he would write in his own hand. And it became very apparent uh, that there was some eye problem with the Apostle Paul, perhaps connected to his conversion on the road to uh, Damascus, but we don't know. Uh, because he mentions you know that if it were possible uh, the church would have plucked out their own eyes and given it to him so the apostle paul had some medical issues that made it probably difficult for him to see and so you know he he signs his letters or writes the final verse of his letters in his own hand and his own hand was pretty clear to those you know those who knew the apostle paul because they'd been large letters Uh, one of the other letters he says you see what what large letters i write unto you uh, this final thing so that was his way to let the people know this is really from the apostle paul and then he closes with remember my bonds so he's asking their prayers uh, that they remember him and lift him up to the lord in prayer and then his blessing grace be with you amen oh, god's grace in this little blessing grace be with you says so much because in this letter he's addressing those who would like to add works to what christ has done and say well you need to do these things in order to be acceptable to god paul's message is you know you're saved by grace alone it's all by god's grace you're made perfect and complete in christ you're holy and blameless before god when you trust in jesus you don't need to add anything else to it and so he wants them to continue in grace and he wants god's grace to be with them because it's by grace that they were saved through faith it wasn't of themselves it was a gift of god not of works you know they had no grounds to boast uh, their salvation was entirely of god's grace and so for and so also is ours Uh, The fact that we have heard the gospel and believe on our Lord Jesus Christ is entirely of God's grace and mercy toward us in Jesus Christ. And he's the one who keeps us in faith and preserves us through his word. Uh, So uh, grace be with you. And he closes with the amen. Amen. You know, this is, as Luther would say, this is most certainly true. Truly, truly. Truly. I mean, I mean. Do you have any questions about uh, what we talked about tonight or the book of Colossians? Uh, if not, uh, I haven't uh, I haven't put it up yet, but I have it written and I'm just going through and editing, uh, fixing a few things but hopefully here within a few weeks i will i have uh, written devotions on the entire book of colossians uh it's probably somewhere between 70 and 100 pages uh, altogether. and once i get it done i will uh, put it up on the website and probably also make it as a pdf uh, so that anybody can freely go through and read them and use them and actually it would I think it would be a pretty good study of the book of Colossians just to read through, you know, read through the verses and read through the devotional material that's with it because it's really kind of a devotional commentary on the uh, entire book. Um, so I'm, I I had done it before, but I am re- have reworked it, and I just never, never got it all finished, so I've been working on it a little bit at a time trying to get it done so I can get it up there. Uh, I could even have it. I probably could even have it printed if we would. We'd like to do that. So, any other questions or comments? Oh, I'm hoping in a couple of weeks. I've been I've been editing. I'm in I'm in the second chapter now, <laughs> uh, but I if I get a few hours, I can. In a few hours, I can go through a chapter. And so I should be able to get it up there in a couple of weeks, unless things have been getting busier and busier with the paper because uh, I lost another employee and so I have more to do. But uh, I'm hoping to to get that up there. I, I can let you all know when I do if you would like. And uh, I was going to, you know, I'll ask if, if anybody has anything specific That they would like to take up in our next bible study uh, let me know otherwise uh, i have a suggestion from someone pretty dear to me that she's never studied the minor prophets and so we could take some time and go through the minor prophets which begins with hosea goes all the way through malachi yeah well, we could take Ezekiel and Daniel as well. I guess they would count uh, But sometimes, you know, Ezekiel and Daniel are longer uh, But I was thinking of starting at Hosea and working the way through to Through a uh, Malachi Yeah Okay, well unless uh, unless somebody else has another idea that sounds better. We'll we'll st- Probably start in Hosea next time, but we'll, as we begin each book, we'll probably take some time and look through the scriptures at the setting. You know when it was that they were doing this work and prophesying and why, so that we kind of have a little bit better understanding of what what they're addressing uh, in in their prophetic prophetic uh, ministry. Okay, well, we'll get started on that next week. So, well, why don't we bow our heads in prayer? And again, I'm going to include Linda concabee uh, She's recovering from a broken hip and and, and surgery to repair and replace uh, part of a hip. So, Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for your grace and your mercy to us in our Lord Jesus. We thank you that you sent your only begotten son, that he paid in full and that we are complete in him, that we need to add nothing more to what Jesus has done, but we are acceptable in your sight, forgiven of all sins and righteous before you, all for the sake of Jesus and what he's done for us. We pray that you keep us in the true faith, that we might be counted righteous in your eyes, That you preserve us from false doctrine and from those who would tell us that we need to do certain works or follow certain man-made traditions in order to please you and that we would place our faith in Christ alone. Uh, We pray your blessing and guidance upon us as we continue to study your word. And we also lift up Linda tonight that you would be with her, grant her healing and health and, and encourage her with your word. We ask these things for Jesus' sake. Amen. You all have a good night.